Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now on the line from Tamaki Makaurau, I'm joined by Holly Smith at the Marie. Hi, how are you? I'm very good, and you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. It's a it's it's a heavy day. It's it's a release day. Congratulations. Eek, I know it's like a birthday, but I don't get cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> you get praise. Was I that, do. I, yeah. well, I hope. Do you take <laughs> that. Do you take praise well? Um, I will today. Yep. Yeah. I um I need I need the boost. I kind of woke up reasonably panic stricken. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 So um yeah. Any 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 kind words are welcome. <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty bloody amazing, Holly. It's really, really good. It's, um, yeah, it's going to be one of those records. It's going to be one of those records. I mean, you, you know, it, the other, the other three have been those records. Um, you know, and and this this one um, is no let down in any way, shape, or form. In fact, it's um, it goes beyond. I think the other three. Um, so congratulations! It's, I praise my thank It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful right. record. But you know, it is called coming in from the dark. Um, and you know, and that's the first track off the record, the title track, of course. Uh, you know, no absolution on the solid ground. These expectations will burn me till I find that it's too late for me to know forgiveness that I know that you will never give me. So I'm coming in from the dark. That's bloody heavy, mate. <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting the, the, the lyrics come out. Um, yeah, well, it was kind of a heavy time. I mean, yeah. it was, well, it was, I mean, I kind of, I like that song because the journey of the music kind of follows the, the, the way I was feeling, which is just, you know, it was all kind of heavy and, and not great. But then, you know, when you're in it and you can't see a way out of it and you just feel like it's never going to end. But then mm. that, but where, you know, the shroud of, um, you know, sort of burden gets lifted and you feel brighter and all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. And that's, um, that's, that's, so it was kind of that kind of epiphany of, of, you know, sort of getting through it kind of thing. Yeah, that's the thing, right? That's the great thing about that track is that there there is that light at the end of the tunnel. And we talk about that message all the time. And New Zealand uh, has been struggling with this whole mental health thing uh, for years. And every government that comes through says they're going to do something about it. And no government ever does anything about it. Uh, and they some try. Uh, I don't want to talk about your friends. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but um, you know, um, when we do talk about those things with our friends and our loved ones that are struggling at the time we always do talk about that sense of you know you will come out from the darkness so I think that's a really important track and a wonderful song uh, in itself but first um, not first because it was the first thing but when did this record begin um, when did you first sit down at the piano uh, put, uh, you know or put pen to paper and what were you thinking at the time well, I guess the thing is with this record, because it's been a minute, um, mm. I mean, the first song, You, which I think we're going to play after this, is the crazy medieval audio one. Um, but yeah, that, it's, um, that one I wrote when Trump was being elected, well, um, running for president, and it was also around the time of like the, um, the Syrian refugee crisis, and it was sort of that thing where you went online and it was just, everything was just so overwhelming, and like, just like, ah, that just, like, What's happening to the world, which is ironic now because it's 2021 and um, things have got better. Yeah. But um, it's just that whole 
Yeah, I mean, so that was the first one, and then obviously there's some some personal things sprinkled through there. I mean, Billy is one of my faves. That was um, written for a, my first love, basically, my, um, and a very good friend who um, only just uh, passed away a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, really close with his family; they're a big part of my life. So you know, that he was that was a special one for me. And then. Um, there's Damage Done, which is kind of like, was sort of written around the whole Me Too, Black Lives Matter sort of hashtag movement where just the frustration over the defensiveness of the, of the conversation of people being like, well, all lives matter and not all men. It's like, missing the point. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, you know, just the frustration and defensiveness of that. It's like, these are conversations that need to be had and it. If you can educate yourself and take some responsibility, and maybe you haven't done something great, but that's what the point of this is. is that, you know, like to to move forward in a different, you know, different way. Doesn't matter if you are the problem; you can change that if you want it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of vibe. Yeah, so it's all it's all heavy, heavy, but you know, it's just. Um, I mean, I, I've realised after the, you know the interviews over the last few days that. I don't really sit down and intend to write about something specifically whatsoever. It's like. If I'm in that place where I feel like creating and sit down at the piano and start, you know, putting melodies over the top and then sort of I try and then sort of, I guess, sonically make words that I want it to sound like and then that creates a sentence and then it will normally click me onto something that needs to come out at the time. So it's sort of, um, so they're just things that have happened over, you know, the snapshot of the last sort of, you know, four years. Mm-hmm. Interim between albums, and that's that's what you got. That's what we got. That's what we got. You know, both of us, uh, you know, brave enough to admit that we grew up in a time where there wasn't social media, and there wasn't really the internet. <laughs> there wasn't streaming. There yeah. wasn't even LimeWire. Yeah, that's right. That's right. There was nothing. I mean, I remember the court case with Metallica and Napster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Never to go down to the live shop. <laughs> but you know, um, you know. It was oh, you got things from the six o'clock news, and most of the time we didn't want to watch that. Um, but nowadays it's just bombardment with mm. this kind of content, right? So it's hard to escape, um, you know. And I and I and I, I worry about the the generation that is now that is your twelve year old and my 13, mm. 11 and nine year olds that are growing up in this oh, wow. information age. You know, yeah, I know. Good luck for the next one. <laughs> Yeah, oh god, and they're, and they're just my stepkids too, so it's even harder. Um, I love them; they're, they're my children. Uh, but um, you know, it's 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 hard enough for us as adults to navigate this world of heavy information. So I worry for them so much. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing. You know, going back before with mental health. I mean, I think you know, I don't want to say there's a direct correlation. I think you know, there's obviously so many complexities about, um, you know, through the mental health um, world. But, I mean, with social media and just the overwhelming content that we're just 24-7 glued to, I don't think that helps mental health at all, um, especially with the, the, you know, the advertising expectations around body image and mm. who you should be and who you shouldn't be and, and you know, even... And, you know, this may be contentious, but even with, um, you know, like talking so openly about mental health and and now, um, you know, um, gender fluidity and, and non-binary um, conversations, you know, you've also got people at school like going, oh, I mean, you know, like not understanding that because 
they shouldn't yet because they're not they haven't sexually developed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the understanding of, I mean, not to say that I'm saying in the opposite way of people like questioning, um, you know, like just in general going, am I normal or not normal? Um, and that conversation is just like, of course, everyone's normal. That's and right. we've all got to go through this sort of crazy ride, especially through teenage years and hormones and all that kind of thing. You know, it's a fine line to go, um, you know, I'm suffering from a mental illness and, man, teenage angst sucks hard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, um, I mean, I think back to my teenage years and I was like, man, I, would have, I could have been diagnosed with several things because it was just such a crazy body chemistry out of control time. Like, totally. um, hormones and uh, Hormones have a lot to answer. Yeah, and hormones have everything to do with, you know, our mental health and everything. Right. I mean, that's where my hormones screw me. I mean, I'm, I'm a very hormonal person, so that's where my mental health is just can shift in a second through yeah. anything like that. So, and that's diet, and that's everything. You know, well, that's right. I was going to say diet. Mm. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Um, right, quickly. Well, let's shift away from that, and let's talk about self-production and the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra producing strings. You know, what was that like? That's a huge task. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I had the professional. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I wrote the song and, and had the over, you know produced the record but of course uh, when New Zealand Symphony Orchestra knocks on your door and asks if you're keen then I'm like yeah okay that sounds pretty neat um, and that kind of did change the production aesthetic of course um, I haven't worked with strings as a heavy medium before and obviously with 80 of them it changes the tone <laughs> a little bit uh, and so yeah just sort of working through, I mean I was really lucky, good friend and colleague in Hamilton, Jeremy Mayo, he offered to arrange the strings for me and so I just gave them a few loose melodic ideas of what I was kind of hearing and gave them the songs that I thought would be best complimented um, by the NZSO and and he took it from there, really, and I just said, that's neat. And then we sent it off, and then next minute we're in the studio. Yeah, um, amazing. And then I just sat there, like, eating popcorn like it was a movie, and it wasn't until, like, about four hours later, I was like, oh, shit, this is my record. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty awesome moment. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, working with NZSO, it was quite a formal and, and you know, uh, quite operational, uh, organised sort of vibe that's the way they mm. roll yeah, um, they, yeah 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 but but you know that was awesome they're just on the three songs and all of them i think it is just like they're quite magical um but then with that i decided to continue continuate don't know if that's worth um the I, I made some quartet stuff as well that I, I put through a couple of the other songs just the continuity just so it didn't go from here's a little guitar track to Here's a 90 piece orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, kind of just tried to flow that, that, string that through, and that just meant that, you know, obviously my catalogue is really heavily BBs and gospel inspired yeah. um, and influenced. Yeah. And with this one, you know, the strings kind of took the place of that in a lot of ways. They took those bits that I would normally take. So, um, so yeah, so it's changed a bit. I mean, it's, it's, it's same, same, but different. Like, um, yeah, but I'm, I'm really happy with the way that it turned out, and I'm obviously um, pretty feel pretty bucketless ticky on the NZSO on the album. Totally, totally. Um, now, with with uh, taking your moving away from the orchestra to to your band, 
Um, Darren is still with you. How important is it to have a player that's been through everything with you from the beginning on a record like this? Uh, it's pretty incredible that um, Dee's been by my side the whole time. Um, you know, we had a brief moment there after the second album, I think, that I had a different drummer for a while, but just logistical um, logistical ease, really, Auckland Um but yeah, he's he's just been he's been my little rock, really. Yeah. And um, I mean, you know, in the in the, in the backbone of the band, <laughs> well, um, the backbeat of the band. Yeah. Um, but no, he's he's an awesome dude. He's he's always brings such amazing energy. Just personally, he's a good friend, obviously. And um, yeah, I adore him. So that's awesome. Um, Daniel Hales does all the keys mm-hmm. and um, organs and everything um but he's he's just a, a maestro he's a genius um you know he can arrange anything in four seconds and um just one of those dudes who like uh, knows exactly what chord i want and exactly how i want it to be heard um so that's yeah he's i'm lucky to have him on board he helps me a lot because i'm quite inarticulate when it comes to um explaining what I want <laughs> he'll just go this I'm like no this no this yes <laughs> so, um, it's an easier way and then he translates it to the band um, in musical terms so it's great yeah um, yes. and Johnny Lawrence obviously I've uh, well maybe not obviously but I've worked with Marika Hodgson for a very long time so this is the first time that um, I've I've um, had another bass influence in there. Um, again, that was kind of a logistical decision and piecing things together through lockdown last year. Um, that is how Johnny came on board. He's also in Wellington. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty stoked um, with, with that. He's, he plays all the mini moog as well, and he's just got a great feel. And because he plays with Darren and um, Daniel so often in Wellington, that you know it, um, it was an easy choice because he could just. He just, uh, they know all the fields, and he's yeah. amazing, so I'm stoked to have him on board, and yeah, I'm just really grateful with my band this time around, they've been really awesome, and with the touring stuff, we've, you know, penciled like several tours, yes. um, until I can confirm <laughs> nor deny, so <laughs> they've, been, they've been really, really, I mean, apart from Darren having to prioritise shapeshifters and sometimes quarter, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty lucky they've been very grateful with their their um, commitment, which has been a massive help. Nice. Now, of course, um, Radio 191 FM is the University of Otago radio station, uh, and you've been the musician in residence at Wintech uh, School of um, Media and Arts, um, and you have students doing BVs on this record, which is amazing for them, and no doubt amazing for you as well. But what has... Slave labour, babe. Yeah, Slave labour. That's right, that's right. But what, what, what have they taught you? What what is that position being at WinTech taught you? Um, that I've got more to offer than I think. Like I think you know that's the thing when you're teaching, you're teaching someone, and then realizing like how much you learn, you learn, and how much you know. Yeah. Um, it's given me a bit more confidence to talk um, to people in a way that is me teaching something, opposed to me going, "Oh, do you want to hear this or not? Or does this make sense? Or you know, um, I think." A lot of because oh, I don't know how to teach music, I, you know, I don't know how to teach singing either. Um, but just more of a sounding board on performance and production, and then more of an industry coach, really, like going, 
this is how the industry works. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, sort of being able to take advantage of the, um, you know, amazing assets we have throughout the music industry, yes. um, you know, like APRA and Creative New Zealand, New Zealand on Air, and, and um, Music Management Fund, um, Foundation, and, um, you know, the Indies, and, you know, just all of those different aspects, and understanding songwriting and collecting music and royalties and, and that kind of stuff, okay. which obviously with streaming and, and songwriting is one of the only main, you know, the only income source at the moment, right. pretty much. Well, if that. <laughs> so you kind of, just learning about publishing and, you know, all of those different things, which if you're going to make a career of and if you want to make a living off it, then, you know, they're just really important tools to have in the, in the belt. That's right. And learning about how what happens if um, your, your record label gets bought out by another record label. Then... <laughs> oh, God, don't. <laughs> uh, don't do what I did and spend everything you had trying to figure it out. Just walk away. <laughs> Sorry to bring that up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, as I said at the beginning of, of this chap, uh, chat, chat, um, coming in from the dark, um, you really have. It's such a wonderful record, and and I like I like how you were explaining before that the NZSO has just taken on the job of other aspects that would have been within the music anyway you know that gospel feel that that is so you and uh, and so beautiful and um i think you've really produced something really special here holly so you should be really proud of yourself so uh congratulations and um indulge yourself today uh um, fact, well i only have yeah. another million packages to do and get them off and then yes um, then yes. i'm going to have some champagne and tequila good and i hope i'm your last interview you are today, so that is yeah, great. That is fantastic. That, that's great. Um, right, so hollysmith.co.nz forward slash shop. You can get the beautiful green vinyl. There's CDs there. There's digis. There's a program book. Uh, there's well, bundles. the program book's really cool. I've yeah. been getting lots of really good feedback on it. So that's it's vinyl size. It's basically like old school, like extended liner notes that you'd have on a vinyl. So it's got all the lyrics. It's got all anecdotes of the songs. It's got behind the scenes photos. It's got um, extended credits and um, yeah it's pretty I think it's actually quite special that so um, if you as someone who streams um, exclusively and doesn't and you know not vinyl collector or not anything but wants sort of like an album memento yeah. um, then recommend that guy because it's pretty neat that's it and if you get it in the bundle package you can get it signed too um, right thank you so much Holly been an absolute pleasure as always Thank you, Jamie. It was a pleasure. Enjoy the champagne and the tequila uh, and, and the resealed day, and um, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Thanks for your time, and um, ciao, everybody. Hope you enjoy the music. Right, here's you from the album. Cheers, mate. Thanks. See you all. Here it is, you, track number 11, the final track on the album, Coming In From The Dark, available now, hollysmith.co.nz, for us shop, you're on the one. Podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.